I'll tell you one thing, if a little green man pops out of me, I'm shooting first and asking questions later. You are on the verge of destroying the entire universe. Welcome to the Strange Podcast with Sam and Logan. If you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. And please give us a good rating. If you want to share a story or have ideas for a future episode, you're welcome to visit us at www.thestrangepodcast.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome to The Strange Podcast. This is episode 50, and I'm Logan Marks. And I'm Sam Baxter. Today's October 4th, 2018. Oh, 50 episodes. 50 episodes. Congratulations, man. It's good work. It's hard work, but good work, huh? Yeah, we're almost close to retirement. Yeah, <laughs> all that money we're making, <laughs> fuck. Somebody, please give us some money so we can retire. Somebody, <laughs> so, so we can stop boring you with these fucking stories. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, play us, pay us to stop. All right, pay us to stop. We <laughs> we're gonna do do a GoFundMe to pay to stop. I know, us GoFundMe to podcasting. Do, I know, get the strange podcast to go off the air. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how that would do. Man. You know, it'd be funny if we got like fucking over a million dollars. Please, please stop talking. Be bad. Just shut please your mouths. Stop this fucking stupid show. You, know, you guys are fucking horrible. Just stop. Here's all this cash. Here's a fucking boatload of money. Get the fuck out of here. Man, that'd be awesome, huh? Oh, I take it. All right. Finally, my mouth did some good for me. <laughs> Jeez, is there anything exciting this week? Um, I'm planning on seeing uh, the Predators this weekend. Oh, are you? But yeah, I'm finally, oh, man, finally gonna go see the Predator. You're slacking. I I saw. I it know. On, I, you saw it? Yeah, I saw it on Friday. It was pretty good. Ooh. It was pretty good. It was, was it good? I I liked it. It wasn't like great, but you know, it was. It was. I want to go in fresh. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a good action movie with good comedy right. and good. You know, I, I didn't. Schwarzenegger. I, I didn't have a. High expectations from it, so good. I think I think that's why I just kinda thought it was I thought it was pretty good. It was entertaining. Good, 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 good. I like to hear that. I mean, you know, I'm not going to that movie for Oscar or any type of <laughs> nominations like that. So all these assholes were acting like, oh, this isn't a fucking top tier. This is only fucking seventy percent Rotten Tomatoes. Kiss my ass. I don't give a fuck. This movie should be good. Like I said, the other ones were good. I'm down with this one. Like well, I was wanting to go see Venom too, but I don't know. It's getting really bad ratings. <laughs> Venomous? Yeah, it's like someone's <laughs> saying that it was like at 17 percent or something like that. Or, or even, just go see it if you want to see it. Go see it. You uh, might like it's it. Really, I'm not gonna waste like nine bucks on a movie that's gonna be shitty. But what if you like it? What if it's fantastic to you and everyone else can kiss your ass? Well, then I'll go watch it on when it becomes <laughs> on DVD. Then I, you know, I don't have to pay. I can pay a dollar. I don't know, but I mean, do you think it looks good in the commercials? I don't. It looked alright, but you know, a lot of times they put all the good. Well, they put all the good shit in the in the trailers. In the, so. in the commercial, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's up to you. I'm, I'm. You know me. I'm one of those people that I don't. Everyone else might like, might hate it, and I might like it. I, there's a chance I'll like it, so I usually go and see it. If it's something I want to see, you know, I won't care. I've had I've watched movies where people just bashed it before, and I liked it, so. I, I'm not a big fan of Venom, so I wasn't really planning on seeing it. But, um, I, yeah, I, I haven't really. I kind of heard a little bit about it getting, getting trashed, like it wasn't doing too good. Mm. But I didn't read why, because, like I said, I'm not really interested in Venom that much. But do you know anyone who's seen it? No. Has your coworker who's been trying to get you to watch <laughs> Predator every five minutes went and seen it? <clears throat> 
No, he. So has I'm sure a, he would have told you. Yeah, I was telling him we should go, and then I saw like, if it's like really bad readings, I just won't go. You know what? I, you, you know, should... I'd rather just wait or. No, 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 no. You should tell him to go, but you should tell him to pay for you. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then, and then, and then, whatever he says about it, you'll you'll relay it on your show. Just tell him you're gonna do that, and then, <laughs> and then you get a free movie, and then you just say, "Hey, my buddy didn't like it. That's oh, it." That's true. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I I might go see because they're playing it at the at that. The Heritage. At the Cheap Theater. The Cheap Theaters. Yeah. They're trying to get more uh, newer up, updated movies. And they're playing it this That's weekend, so smart. I, mean, I might go I might go watch it there since since it's, it's not as expensive. Yeah, is is it's nine dollars there too? It's like yeah, it's if you go it depends on what day you go. Sometimes they'll have it like at, at eight. The Thursday. Do they still yeah. have those Thursday bargain? Yeah, they still nights? do the, the cheap the cheap Thursdays. And oh, then okay. uh but then like the food's really cheap. That's why you know, I like going there. That's 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 enticing. Yeah, because like you know, you can get, you can get like the like you know, a big thing of popcorn for like three three bucks. Shit. You know, instead of like the even, like ten dollars for like a small popcorn. That sounds astronomically great, <laughs> man. Where I live right here in the big city, jeez, man, you get a a pop and a popcorn, you're out like twenty two bucks. Uh, you just have to take a loan out. <laughs> yeah, it's and then and then they're like and you know they give you a big bucket of pop. I mean, this is like fuck. It's like those buckets you get like fertilizer. Remember how you we'd have those big old buckets and we'd carry things to work out in the farm. Uh-huh. And you and they were like super huge. They're like buckets of pop like that and popcorn are just as big. And they're like, yeah, but you get free refills. Who the fuck's gonna eat all this? <laughs> I'm not eating all this shit. I mean, this is diabetes in this damn cup. And then this popcorn. It's a, it's like fucking four hundred like kernels, four thousand I should say, and it's like I'm not eating this shit. They, they try and tell you that like yeah, remember like in Homer, sir, just relax. We'll give we'll be glad you to give you a garbage bag popcorn. popcorn, popcorn. Down. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not fucking eating this. It's just too much. <laughs> Why don't you ever give me that uh, that offer with lobster, you know, or something? Know. <laughs> lobster. <laughs> Jeez, man, it's like I'm not drinking like more than one of these buckets of pop, and I'm not drinking one of these big ass barrels of popcorn. And I'm not. Yeah, the prices are a lot. So three bucks for popcorn. I, I I'm cool with that. Yeah, it's it's pretty decent theater, and I might watch it there this weekend if it's if. I don't yeah, know if it was cheap on. theater, I would do that too. Yeah. I mean, we have one cheap theater. When it comes to that, which will be depending on how good it does in the in regular theaters, I might go check it out there. Because it'll be like six dollars at the other one. Yeah, so which isn't too bad. Like I can I can see doing that. Yeah, six bucks is okay. Cause it's mean, like, especially if it sucks. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. So, uh, have you anything else been cool going on around oh, the house? Man. I had a weird shit happen to me uh, the other day. Like, was it that was it that same guy that had you drive him to the other town? No, was this, that happened a few months was, ago. <laughs> this was different. Remember that like, guy that just showed up? Yeah, that showed up. Yeah, this kind of purses? shit happens. To, I, yeah, this kind of shit happens in my house all the time. So uh, Damn, this man, was like, man, uh, like <laughs> it was like a year and a half, maybe two years ago. Um. When I first moved into the house, I was going in. I was outside my yard. I was. It was like it was late at night, and I was. We had we had just moved some stuff in. Okay. And this guy, he's on. He's on the road on the on the other side of the fence, and he's like, "Hey," and I was like, "I was like, I thought I didn't know who he was talking to." Him. He's like, "Hey, hey, did you call me? Did you did, did you, you call, call me? me?" And I was like, "I don't know who the fuck you are. Why would I call you?" He's like, "Yeah." Somebody, somebody from this house called me. I was like, "How can anybody Shit. call you from this house? You, you fucking liar!" Yeah, I know. And he's like, and, yeah. and like he comes in, he starts coming in like closer. I'm like, "You need to stop where you're going." You know, like you need to stop getting closer. To me. And then he starts walking into my yard, and I can oh, tell like God. he's pretty, he's pretty drunk. Okay. And so, 
and I've seen this guy before because when I used to work in in the in at the library in the area, like he, he'd come in every once in a while. And, and oh, so you'd seen him, you knew who he was. Yeah, he was like a he was just a town drunk kind of thing. Gotcha. And okay. so like he kept closer, and he's like, "I got something hmm. for you," and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Shit. And he starts <laughs> he starts like reaching behind his back, like he's grabbing like almost like a gun, kind of behind his oh, back. Oh damn! I'm yeah. like, "Oh fuck! I'm gonna die right now. This guy's gonna kill yeah. me." Yeah. And so he pulls out he pulled out this hand and he had it like closed. So there's nothing in it. I was like, Shh. I was just like thankful it wasn't a fucking gun. Yeah, yeah, sure. And he's like, "This I got this. This is for you." And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't want it. whatever you have. I don't want it. All right, just get mm-hmm. the fuck off my property, or I'm gonna call the cops. And yeah. he starts getting closer. I was like, "You need to stop where you are right now and get the fuck yeah. off my property." And he starts smiling. He's all, you know, like he th- thinks he's all cute, and he's all walking, he's all walking around the, my yard and stuff. I'm like, "You need to get off. I'm gonna go call the cops." So he decides to take off. He he goes, and this mm-hmm. was like a, a year year and a half ago, probably when we first moved in. Jeez. And then so, I hadn't seen him for since for a while. And mm-hmm. then the last week, it was, it was no, it was on Monday. Um, outside, I'm putting windows up because I I put new windows in the in the house. Mm-hmm. And he comes, and I see I I see somebody on my corner of my eye, like walking into my yard. Oh, and God. it's a, it's that same guy, and I'm like, oh fuck! And he does the same thing. He's like, hey, did, did you call me? Did anybody call Shit. me from this house? I was like, no, nobody fucking called you. And he's like, but this, but he was sober this time. Like, oh, he was. He, yeah, he looked sober. And he, but he was ready to get, he was getting ready to get drunk because he had like two bags with 40s in them. <laughs> and he was just holding them, 40s? yeah. And, and, and I was like, I was, and he was all like, dude, somebody, uh, somebody called me from this house. And I was like. How the fuck did they call you? Yeah, I was like, no one's going to fucking call you from this house. I don't know who the fuck you are. Even if I did know who you are, I wouldn't call you. And he's all like, I got something for you. And he's like. Oh, like Again? Yeah, and I was like, so I'm thinking like he's trying to be cute about you know like thinks he's yeah like, funny right so he pulls he gives it his pocket and he pulls out this wad of cash and um and i'm like he's cash. like here's just for you and i was like yeah and it had like it had like five dollar bills like a five dollar bill oh. wadded up you know <laughs> and i was like and i looked at <laughs> it i was like Look, I, don't, I don't want you, i don't want your money i just get get the fuck off my property and it's like oh this is for you i got i got this 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 is for you i got this for you and i was like well let me tell you what I got something for you. And so, like, I, ever since that day that he came, that like, two years ago, when mm-hmm. I'm working outside my house, I carry a gun with me. <laughs> oh, nice. So, Man, what do you... You live in a war zone? I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the oh, just, just, you know, fucking people. I know. You can't trust them. Yeah, sure. And so, like, I have a gun on me. And so, like, I lift up my shirt and I showed him my gun. I was like, I got something for you. And he looks at the gun. He's like, oh, no, sorry. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'll, I'll leave, no. I'll leave, yeah. He started picking up his stuff and he off. I was like, you have a nice day, sir. And he's like, oh, see you later. And he's left. You should have been like, leave the fucking bags. <laughs> I know. Huh? Leave, leave your 40s leave right there. Leave that shit. That, that belongs to me now. You, <laughs> That is a gift from you, asshole. <laughs> Wasting my time. Yep, you leave all the did, 40s here. Did you call me? Yeah, I know. You should find out where he lives and just keep going to his house. Hey, I know I should. Me? Yeah, just fucking keep flashing your gun. If I, you yeah, me? if I see if I see him on the street, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow him around, see where he lives. Like, <laughs> go to his house and fucking hassle him. Man, I remember. You know, that's funny because you know, when you just said that, follow him. I remember one time, like a long time ago, when I was in college. I remember a friend of mine and I. We were there used to be this guy. This this guy looked really weird, man. He looked like we used to call him the robot. 
because this guy was like <laughs> he would kind of be walking around he was like kind of he was tall you know he was like probably like six 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 seven so he was taller than everyone else mm-hmm. and he was and he looked like just a generic looking like like he was put together like he was like like whoever put him together was from NASA and he was just so boring looking <laughs> <laughs> and he just like wore glasses and his hair was always just combed the same way just to the side and we used to just call him the robot and we'd always see him like talking to himself like in the crowd everyone would just be around and everyone would just be you know you know walking to and from class and he just there with his back always had one hand on his backpack over his shoulder and just <laughs> he just be talking we're like what the fuck is this guy doing like who's he talking to uh-huh. so we just started calling him the robot and we're like fuck this guy we got to find out where he lives like where does he come from so one day we found him he drove like a like a 62 like Pontiac big ass boat you know mm-hmm. like it was a this was a big ass car yeah like this motherfucker, <laughs> like we we got him. Like this car is huge, and we're not gonna. We know, let's yeah. follow him. Let's see where he lives. You know, <laughs> so, and we were gonna do anything to him. We just want to know. Like we were just so curious because this guy seemed so weird, and we were following him, and we were like like laughing. We were like, man, this guy is just nuts and shit. And all of a sudden, he just disappeared. Like he the just turned down one road. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not saying it was anything weird or odd. I'm just saying that somehow the robot defeated us. The weird robot, he got away from us, and we were like, what the fuck just happened? We were just behind him. Somehow, he, you know, he turned down the road, we turned, and he was gone. Huh. And we just, we never, to this day, we still talk about it. I'm still friends with him. And we still talk about the robot, like, and we never saw him. In you never saw again. him after all that. No, he like he he had been there for like the whole quarter for like you know three months. Um, we'd probably seen him for like six months actually for you know through the school year. Uh-huh. And after that day, we didn't, didn't see him again. You never saw him gone. again. No. Oh, that's <laughs> really like creepy. He, yeah, it's like he knew we were on to him. He's all seeing you guys. They're like, "Hello, fellow humans. How are you?" I know. Today? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Try to act all human. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Do you like stuff? Do you, <laughs> do you enjoy ingesting uh, I know, these fluids? Fluids. These nutrients? <laughs> yeah, it was just so weird, man. We just couldn't, we just don't know whatever happened to him. And even to this day, like I said, we're like, how did that fucker get away from us? He was like, even when he walked, he was really slow. Even when he drove his car, he was like slow. And we were just laughing the whole time. And he just somehow got away. Damn. And we and we like we laugh about it like how the how the hell did the the the, the, the tortoise get away from us? Like <laughs> especially when they had a big old like, fucking Pontiac. Yeah, exactly, man. It was a big ass boat, man. It was like a ship. It was like <laughs> it was weird. It was just and to this day, like how you said you're gonna follow him, I bet you you won't be able to find this guy. <laughs> this, this guy I bet you anything you're gonna be like in a year you're gonna be like, man, I don't know where he's at. He's like all I was ducking in garbage cans and stuff. And but it, but the, and the thing is, he's not even ducking. It's just like you just kind of lose him. That's the weird thing is like, like he wasn't really trying to get away, but he did. And and you just somehow like the tortoise and the hare. Mm-hmm. You know, the tortoise was just chilling or just going, and the hare was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna chill. And then he next thing you knew, he lost. And that's that's how it was. He just just disappeared. And I feel like you won't find this guy. I mean, it's been a year, right? Yeah, I think he's probably in jail. Cause I, mean, no. <laughs> so I remember when he came in early when he came to the library, like he, he had this hot, I don't know if it was his girlfriend or his sister, but they would come in together. And oh really? They would, yeah, and she was like super hot, and he oh, would, shit, it might be worth finding him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and he would like always like, take her off his hands. She'd always say like he'd be gone for a while, and like he'd come back, and they would always say that like, he was in jail, like he'd you'd be in and out. He was like a drug dealer or something. Oh shit. Damn, that's just a side piece, huh? Yeah, I, I guess. 
<clears throat> Damn, she, she's super hot, man. Like I said, you might need to find where they live. <laughs> just show up when you know he's in jail. Hey, did somebody call me? Somebody call me? <laughs> yeah, your sister? Show up. yeah. Do you need me, miss? I'm here for you. Maybe Whatever help. you need, man. Yeah, you, you know anything about books? I, I can tell you about the libraries. <laughs> I'm here for you, for your well being, man. <laughs> All right, we should probably get into the strange zoos. Yeah, we probably should. All right, we're going to take a break. and we come back, we'll uh, get into some strange news. It's time for strange news. All right, and we're back. So, so it goes for some strange news. So I got this first one here. This is, uh, as I've told you before, this would probably hurt Sal Lundy's feelings. <laughs> um... <laughs> As he's listening to this, as he's uh, delivering mail, but I got this story here where a New Jersey postal worker quits and he just fucking leaves all the mail on the side of the road. Oh damn! Ten- tens, thousands of envelopes on the side of the road, just fucking left them. Like I'm out of here. Just isn't, it, isn't that like a federal offense? Um, like you just get I rid of because because it's like government. Is it government proper? I'm well. Jeez, I don't know. It doesn't say he was arrested. Well, it just said sure this guy fired. in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I mean, he quit. You, you're not firing me. I quit. Yeah, quit. You know? It's like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah, fuck you guys. I'll take it. He Maybe he's like, yeah, I'll take as many. Yeah, I'll help everyone else. And he took all these extra loads, and he's like, fuck you. I'm out. But, yeah, he just left them on the side of the road. Just, just um, it says, according to the special agent Scott Balfour with the U.S. Postal Service um, Inspector General, she said the mail was out for delivery from Roxborough Station Post Office in Philly. But the post postal worker responsible for the mail had resigned on September 8th. So he just left it, man. He just left all this mail on the side of the road. Again, I don't know if that's against the law. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess if he quits, it's no longer in his property. It's not his duty anymore, right? I guess. But, I mean, he did leave all his shit on the side of the road, you know? Like, I, I get that. I get that. But, I mean, I think it, well, what, if, he was, if he was putting it in his apartment and just storing it there, that would be stealing. So he's not stealing any of this. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of weird. Cause, yeah, because like you know, locals are like you open up other people's mail. Yeah. So if I think I think that's a federal offense. I'm not sure. I don't well, know. Well, I, I think I think if, I think if you open up other people's <laughs> mail, it is a federal offense. But I mean, if nobody's opened this, right? If it's just there. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Like, who knows? I don't know. I guess you know what? I'd rather this guy do this and go postal, right? <laughs> <laughs> Better than have to shoot up the place. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you don't Again. think about the post office stuff. Going people, crazy. Yeah, remember it I'm used sure, to be like sure. a big thing. Yeah. Like that used to happen all the time. Yeah, the mail doesn't stop. Yeah, <laughs> and then like it just kind of stopped, and then like the school shootings. All of a sudden, it was like school shootings. Jeez, uh, dang, got to replace one for another, huh? I know, but I, um, I, I wonder what why just people stopped doing it. You know, Not maybe that, the post office they took measures to make sure people were getting enough breaks or yeah. they were getting enough. You know, not as stressful as it. Yeah, I, I'm assuming so. I mean. If they've if it stopped or if it ceased, I'm sure they really put in some measures to make sure people were okay. You know, maybe if you need help, you know, people will assist you. You know, because because talking to Salundi, he says that he's had to assist other people on their routes. So I don't know how it was before. Maybe like people were like, "Here, here's all your work. Make sure it gets done. If it's not done, you're in trouble." Yeah. And then you know they probably like, "Fuck, this is too much." So I I don't know. I don't know. I I, I just it, it seems like a lot of work. Yeah, I wouldn't want. Like you said. You want to be a postman, huh? I don't know. It might be all right. I've I've never 
Uh, it seems like the postmen that when you know when they come by, they seem like they're not upset about their work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, no, you get to walk uh, around a lot, and I think it'd yeah. be kind of kind of a uh, stressful, you know, have to make sure I had to get all that stuff out and yeah, no, huh? And chase gotta, my dogs and sure. Yeah, that's that. I think that'd be stressful too. I, I don't know. I mean, but you know, again, some people might find it, you know, find tranquility in it. You know, getting exercise out, out, outside. You know, you could be like somebody like me who's fucking sitting at a desk all day. You know. Yeah, I couldn't do that anymore. <sighs> yeah, it's it's getting tougher and tougher. I tell you, I'll tell you what. Sometimes it, you know, manual labor doesn't sound so bad like we used to do. Mm. Well, that's all I got on that one. What do you got? So I got a. I got a story about a, a a Pennsylvania man was accused of funneling nearly four hundred thousand dollars in customer payments into his personal bank account. <laughs> and four hundred thousand? He didn't make like another. He didn't make another bank account like in Switzerland and put it there. No, he put it in his own personal one. So, twenty-nine-year-old oh, James R. Perry Jr. from Pennsylvania was arrested on theft on theft and other charges. Perry was a uh, was a director of credit and collections billing and settlements with R&R Express Trucking Company, where he allegedly funneled money to himself dating back from April 2015 to the tune of almost $400,000. So, like, he's been, do- he'd been doing it for a couple years. So, Jeez. So, basically, customers would send their credit card payments to R&R, and Perry would uh, then use a computer program to process the payments and redirect them to his own personal checking account. <laughs> <laughs> so years later, the company, you know, finally discovered the scheme, prompting a, a police investigation. So, uh, so the money, so they were trying to get their money back from him. But the thing is, so wait, wait, hold, I, I want to ask: Was he using this money like for helping his his family member, or somebody like with ailments? Or no, something? something, something more important, something more. Uh, Building a house, some land. No, something more important than that. He spent it on strippers and hockey <laughs> tickets. <laughs> And a bunch of adult entertainment. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> he spent four hundred k on pussies. What you say? Yeah, pretty much. All right. <laughs> Money well spent. Money well spent. Yeah. Oh wow, that's an investment, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Do four hundred k on on hockey tickets and women? Oh yeah. So I remember. All right. I remember one time when I worked at this advertising agency. This woman, she was like, a, she was like our HR department. Had okay. like a daughter, and they and she's working there, hmm. and she ended up investing like fifty thousand dollars from the company. <laughs> fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, and and they she spend it on pussy too. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but she she you know what she spent it on? What like furniture and stuff, and all, like a bunch of things for her house. But instead of buying it, she rented it. Rented it. Yeah, you know, like those uh, those rent to own places. What kind of shit is that? Yeah, so that's where she bought everything from. The fuck? <laughs> rented, <laughs> fucking rented yes. furniture. Yeah, so the, basically they couldn't get any of the money back because like all the stuff was you know like if you stop paying on it they take it away. Gotcha, and it doesn't belong to her. Yeah, you know, so she was basically making payments on it instead of just like buying things. So what happened to her? Did she get busted? Uh, well, you know, she was like, uh, since since it was like you know like oh it's rich people on rich people crime so they don't really do anything to them they just like had her parents pay back the money oh and, well like, i guess the she, money was paid yeah back and then. she didn't really have to do any time gotcha so they could probably kept the cops out of it yeah well i guess they got their money back but geez 
I mean, she should have been smart and spent it on pussy and hockey tickets. <laughs> like Junior, you were just talking about. <laughs> that guy is a smart guy. Yeah, he knows he knows how to invest money. Pussy yeah, he knows how money. he knows how to steal it and how to and fucking spend <laughs> it. So I'll tell you that, man. So I got this on another thing with the postal post office. <clears throat> a book order takes over twenty years to be delivered. Twenty years. Yes, a Florida woman who ordered a set of Dr. Seuss books for her granddaughter said the package finally arrived 20 years later. <laughs> that wouldn't have happened Very on Sal Andy's watch. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that right Sal now. Sal was delivered, yeah. <laughs> Sal Andy would have had that out in fucking two days. <laughs> so Vera Walker of Orlando said her granddaughter was only four years old when she ordered the set of books in 1998. She was an adult with a five- <laughs> She was an adult with a five-year-old son, and by the time the, the package arrived at her home... So the post office explained to Walker that the box had been found stuck inside an old mailbox. (laughs) 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 Luckily enough, Vera Walker was able to give the books to her great grandson. So now he's enjoying them. So it's a happy ending. Yeah. (laughs) Twenty years later, like this is fine. Like they scraped it off the bottom of a. (laughs) I know. It's (laughs) it's like Christmas. Remember Christmas Vacation? He's all like Xmas from like. 20 years before. <laughs> Remember he's finding those old gifts? Yeah. He was all hiding from, uh, from the kids and stuff. He would hide from his family. He was funny shit from the, He had hidden up there that he had forgotten. That's where these are. Yeah. Dang, 20 years later. They're probably mint, too. That's that's what's even better. I wonder if they'd be worth yeah. something after all that time. I don't know. I don't know. Probably are not, because they crank like out that? a bunch of those books. I was going to say, are books like that even worth anything after? Uh, no, not really. Now this yeah, is like be so. signed by somebody or Sure. It would have to be like some type of like rare book. Yeah, like you said, there's so many of them that it doesn't matter. So when you've had a wedding, did you have alcohol at your wedding? Did you like <coughs> did you have like an open bar or or have a people well, drinking? If I was married, I would have strippers at my wedding. <laughs> and I would have tons of pussy there. Why what happened on this story? So um so Brian and Jennifer Butler were having themselves a wedding. And right. remember, congratulations. <laughs> so they had the, the wedding, they had you know the cake and the first dance. But while all that was happening, their maid of honor, uh, Amanda Willis, started drinking. She she drank so much she became intoxicated and okay. she started asking people for their keys. So, keys? yeah, she's was she valet, huh? What was she, valet? <laughs> no, she's I guess she wanted somebody's keys. So she ended up okay, she ended up with the with the best going to the best man and she grabbed the keys out of his pocket. And then took off to the parking lot and jumped into his car. So when they were out there, they were trying to get her to stop driving. So Willis then ended up backing up and almost hit the best man. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, so which, was, uh, which was the groom's brother. Okay. Uh, and he tried to he tried to grab the car. And she ended up like taking off a little bit and dragging him. <laughs> Dra- dragging the vehicle. Mm-hmm. And he 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 was apparently was able to get into the vehicle and pull her out of the car, and he, he grabbed hit the emergency brake, got her out, and wrestled her out of the car. And they finally got her back inside. You know, she, and yeah. while she was in there, she said that she grabbed a, a big bottle of Captain Morgan and guzzled that down after all that. And then and then she ended up getting in, she started getting at me more aggressive and more violent, where she came and she started she punched the best man in the side of the face. <laughs> Fucking bitch. <laughs> God. <laughs> so she pretty much like made this wedding uh pretty much horrible for the best man. 
And so now she faces charges for for a battery grand theft and of a motor vehicle and a violation of probation. So <laughs> Oh, she was on probation? Yeah, so uh so, we'll so this see, bitch was this bitch has a problem. Yeah. So she was supposed to be the the bride's best friend. So so this but uh the bride said that she's they're no longer friends after this. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, I can't imagine why. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like she ended up like they went out there and she fucked him or something. <laughs> that's, oh, what they, <laughs> that's what I thought you were going to say. Well, like, right. that would have probably been a lot better than that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was getting run over and punched in the face. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fuck. So, so I got a uh, speaking of Rex, um so these thieves in Colorado Springs, you know, in Colorado and Washington were like the first states that had marijuana dispensaries, you know, be legal. Mm. So these thieves crashed a stolen minivan to Colorado Springs pot dispensary, but only get oregano for their trouble. <laughs> so these fucking guys, they allegedly, you know, these burglars crashed a minivan to the front entrance of the Native Roots marijuana dispensary, stole containers from inside the store, and crashed into an oncoming police vehicle during their escape early Wednesday morning. Oh, I like how they crashed into the police cars. <laughs> yeah, that, that was just fucking topped it off, right? <clears throat> but, but for all the trouble, the thieves didn't get enough marijuana for a single joint. In fact, they didn't get a single leaf. All they got, because it was all locked up, all the weed was locked up, right? They're not going to have it out. Open. So do they have, like, this, uh, like, de- decoy oregano bags everywhere? I don't know. The, bo- the boxes they took were filled with T-shirts and oregano. That's what <laughs> <laughs> All the shirts you can want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, the ch- that's all they got with t-shirts and oregano. They didn't get any weed. They that's didn't get so, fucking nothing. That's so weird. They're just having oregano. Like I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know enough about that to, it was like a to know if that's common in there. Yeah, they're like just to show. Maybe. The, yeah, out, maybe. You know? But that's all they got. <laughs> Boxes filled with t-shirts and oregano. <laughs> so. <laughs> And they crash into a police car, so... <laughs> that's, that's, you know, it's funny, that usually happens a lot more than... every. Like, the more stories I read of these, most, they always, like, crash into the cop cars. <laughs> you ever notice that? <laughs> yeah. We'll put him out of commission. He'll, we'll get away from him. <laughs> My Ford Escort will take out the fucking... <laughs> fucking cop car. I got a story here where... Uh, Basically, there was a delivery man driving a delivery van, and he accidentally hit a parked car in Manhattan. So after mm. the delivery man hit the parked car, a man approached him and insisted that the delivery man pay them a thousand dollars to make basically to make the problem go away. All right. You know, so like you know, we'll, we'll get the insurance involved and all this, all this stuff. So the delivery guy he called his boss and he told him, you know, he told him what happened, and the boss mm-hmm. was like, "No, you need to get you know insurance information. We need to do this legit." So then one of the guys that was, you know, offering to make the problem go away, um, Rondell Haley, 33, and he had an accomplice with him identified as Francisco Jimenez, 24. They pull a gun out on the delivery man and basically <laughs> told the boss over the phone, it's like, you got to pay us money or, you know, you're never going to see your delivery guy again or your van. So they told the boss, they basically, they made, they made arrangement and told the boss, you know, to meet him up. To, to bring the ransom money to this local bank mm-hmm. and they would make the exchange. So the, the boss was, he was smart enough. He just called the police. So mm-hmm. the police said that, um, hailing him and drove from Brooklyn to Manhattan with the kidnapped delivery driver mm-hmm. in a BMW in 
in hopes to collect the seven hundred dollars that they were which isn't very much. So you know if you can do that, dollars. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, if you do that, you think you would do a little bit more you go money? For some you know? thousands, yeah, seven hundred bucks. <laughs> so, okay. but what the guys didn't know was that he had called the cops, right? So the cops show up, and the kidnappers. They brought the delivery man to the to the bank, and the and police showed up. And so one of the guys uh, fled on the BMW. So they takes off, right? The cops go after him, and he ends up crashing in a nearby building. <laughs> <laughs> and he tried. Well, to, at least he, he didn't hit the car. He didn't hit the cop car, right? He didn't hit the cop car this time, but he crashed into a nearby building. And he tried to escape. He ran up the fire escape, and they caught him on the fire escape. The authorities charged him with kidnapping, criminal possession, and controlled substances. Uh, and his and his friend, um, his accomplice, he got the same charges pretty much. And it was a happy ending. He got back. Good work. The delivery boys. driver made it back home. Good fucking work. And didn't have to pay the seven hundred dollars. I was gonna say, <laughs> damn. <laughs> All right. Well, we should probably get into our stories, huh? We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna get into uh, the main topic, which is people that were buried alive. So we'll see you guys in a little bit. Remember um, the Serpent in the Rainbow? No, I never saw that one. So that, uh, before before uh, he was president, Thomas J. Whitmore on Independence Day. Remember the president? Bill Pullman was in this movie in the 80s called The Serpent in the Rainbow. Mm-hmm. So he was basically like an anthropologist that was like sent to Haiti because he had heard rumors about like some black magic and people coming, being turned into zombies and stuff. Oh, you know what? I do remember it now that you mention it. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. That's it's like an older old, movie, yeah, but it was pretty movie, good. Yeah. Yeah, but it was it was pretty creepy, and so things like that aren't that far fetched. What is what I've learned. Um, so like you know, like the voodoo, some of the voodoo, I guess, in Haiti, they they really delve into this type of thing. Mm-hmm. So like one of the stories that like I <clears throat> that is that's been people have probably seen is about uh, this this guy's name was Clavius Narcisse, and he was supposed to be a, a supposedly like tip, uh, you know, a, a true real Haitian zombie. So. So I guess what the what the the voodoo priests or they're known as like bokors do, um, they use a powder that's that's called like coupe de poudre. I, I don't know French, so mm-hmm. pardon my my bad pronunciations, but it's made from ingredients that includes like a species of puff, of a puffer fish, a marine toad, a hyla tree fog, and, and human remains. Mm-hmm. So the puffer fish is the main ingredient that makes deadly neurotoxin called tetrodotoxin. Okay. So the toxin creates a paralysis. And, and death so it, it makes the people the people are conscious right until the moment of death but they they seem dead and people like doctors when they when they check them out they appear dead mm. but they can but people who, who who poison them with this can come and get them like within a day and, and they can pull them out of the grave and, and make them basically their slave mm. and, so, and so that's what basically I guess happened to this guy this um, um, Cla- Clairvius Narcisse so I guess, like, um, in 1980, uh, his sister, she was in the market there in Haiti, and um, some man came up to her, claiming to be her brother, Clarice. And so she was like, nah, you can't be, because Clarice died, you know, 18 years ago, 1962. Mm-hmm. But he's like, no, I'm, it's me. It's me, Clarice. 
and he and he told her he, he went on to tell her that he was resurrected by a witch doctor and he had been enslaved on a sugar plantation for the last 18 years oh wow yeah so that's 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 what they also say they do is the, is the the witch doctors will will do that to make you their slaves so in 1962, he had checked into the Albert Schweitzer Hospital in, in Haiti, in Desjardins, Haiti, complaining of body aches and a fever. So I guess his detition, his his uh, condition got worse, and with the, in a few days, he was just declared dead by the doctors. Hmm. So she, the woman, the sister, says she remembers the whole thing. Um, she remember and and he was telling her, you know, he remembers being declared dead. He remembers the doctors pulling the sheet over his face. The problem was that he was paralyzed, so he couldn't do anything. He, you know, he was just laying there, just watching all this unravel in front of him. Oh, that would he, suck. He was awake when he was nailed into the coffin and buried, and he, he was able to, and for her to verify that he was really her brother. You know, he he answered questions that only that she would know, and so um, she took him to the family, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, it is him!" And he said the reason he was gone for so long was due to, um, um. A two-year enslavement as a zombie by by the Bokor, you know, the witch doctor. Mm-hmm. But after the Bokor died, um, he remained in hiding as he believed his brother had sold him to the Bo- the Bokor over a land dispute. So it wasn't until his brother died in 1980 that he decided to return. Hmm. So he was he was freaked out, man. He was he was scared that that you know, he was scared of his brother. His brother had basically sold him off for land. So. I was like, man, that's, you know, I remember hearing about that. And then that movie was, you know, pretty, pretty fucking scary, I thought, you know. Um, especially when I saw it back when I was a kid. And I was like, man, this is some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. But there's also been, like, other stories um, where people have also been buried alive. Not not with the voodoo-type ritual background, but just from other, other ailments or things. And that's what I was going to talk about. So, <clears throat> this is about the woman Octavia Smith Hatcher. So, like, in the late 1800s, you know, in, in Pikeville, Kentucky, there was, like, some unknown disease that was go- that was going around the town. And um, her infant son had died in January 1891, mm-hmm. and she was totally depressed, right? Uh, rightfully so. The woman was distraught, depressed. And she ended up becoming very ill, and she went into a coma. After five months, she was pronounced dead. Um, they didn't know how or why, but she she, she had died. So back then they didn't they weren't embalming at in at the in in Kentucky at that time. So she was buried pretty quickly in the local cemetery. It was really hot, so they just buried her fast. Like get her in the ground, let's do it. So after the burial, you know, a week later, a lot more of the town people started getting sick with the same type of illness that she had got, and they went into a com- comatose state as well. Hmm. So everyone was like, "Huh, like what the fuck?" But the only difference was the town people were, were waking up from the comatose. So the husband's like, what the fuck? He's like, we buried my wife right away, right after she went into that coma and died. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, my God, I wonder if she's still alive. So he, he's like, shit. So he got her exhumed. And when they brought her out, they found that the lining of the coffin had been scratched and torn to pieces. Oh, that'd be horrible. Yeah, her nails were bloody and broken. Her face was con- contorted in, you know, horrific fear. I guess that happened she, a that That was, a like, a common thing that happened yeah, like, back she, then. Yeah. She, she died in the ground after being buried alive. Cause I know there's like a lot of people, or, or there was like a lot of plans in the, like the older days, like for, with coffins mm-hmm. that would have like the piping system, so you, you get air mm-hmm. in them, and like they have like a bell thing, so you can, so you can ring the bell in case you were mm-hmm. still alive under there. 
Yeah, I was going to talk about that oh. a bit. Okay. That's cool, though. No, no, you're right. Um, but I was just going to say with that, um, you know, because the illness it went through, um, it was it was basically thought that, that um, the illness was called was caused by a setsy fly. You know, that African insect that causes disease for sleeping sickness. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what was going around. That's what they suspect what it was, why everyone was going in that comatose state. They weren't dead. They were like... It's like you know, yeah. I mean, that's it's it's not good getting you know, you know, getting bit by a setsy fly. You know, that makes you really tired. Like they said, it makes mm. you comatose. Mm. So anyway, back then, that's what they that's what it's believed was the problem. So I thought that was pretty shitty. Um, there's another one I, I came across with this uh, six year old girl. Believe it or not, unfortunately, um, she got buried alive. But this one, luckily, she survived. So in August 2014, a 60-year-old girl in Uttar Pradesh, India, um, according to the uncle, says that um, a married couple that lived close to them um, told the little girl, like, "Hey, your parents want want you to go to the to the fair that's a couple villages over." So she's a six-year-old girl, and that you know, a couple of neighbors come over and tell her that you know, so she knows them, right? So they're like, "Yeah, you know, you, we, we, your parents want us to take you. You know, let's go to the fair." And so she's like, "Yeah, okay." So I guess you know they as they were walking over to the town, you know, um, they were passing by some sugarcane field that it was that was pretty big, and when they got there, these fucking people they strangled the girl, the the, the husband and wife strangled her to death, and just and just buried her. But some of the villagers like or, who were working in the field saw them enter, and they became like suspicious when when the two people left, but the little girl didn't. So. They went around looking in the field where they had been, and they found this, you know, her unco- uh, the spot where she had been buried. But she was just unconscious; she was in a shallow grave. So luckily, they were able to take her to the, to the hospital, and they were they, she was able to be uh, regain consciousness and after being buried alive. But the two people, those two assholes, didn't get caught, and they're still looking for them. Hmm. But it's like, fuck, man, poor little girl. You know, can you imagine that? You know, you just. They strangle her. They didn't finish her off, and then they bury her alive. Ugh, that's, I don't. Know, that's like one of my, one of the things that I'd be really scared to happen to me would be to like just be stuck in a spot where you can't move, and you just oh yeah, yeah man. I I would I would just freak out. You think that'd be like the worst thing? That would be one of the worst things. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty bad, huh? Like, look, you know, like sometimes you watch those videos of those people that are go uh, looking deep, uh, Dave, uh, cave diving. Like they go in these caves where they're like super. Oh, they these like, people are super skinny and they have to crawl through on their stomach. Like plunking or plunking or something like that. Uh, but I mean, you know, just going through all that, you oh. know, that's scary. Oh, man. I know. Like you don't know if you're gonna get stuck in there. Yeah, some people die because they get stuck and they can't get out. Oh, so that'd be horrible because you just have to wait to die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not, you're, it's like you're not gonna go very quickly. You're just gonna no. Yeah, it's gonna be slow. And then can you imagine like something? If say you're like on your hands and knees or something, something comes and meets you, like biting at your face. Oh, I know. Ugh. <laughs> that makes it even worse. Got some snake crawling across your body. <laughs> Ugh. Oh yeah. Horrible, horrible. Um, okay, so I got another story. Uh, let's see what do we got. So this guy was named uh, Sifo William um, Lecce. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, but he's a. In 1993, he was a 24-year-old South African man. Him and his fiance were, you know, in a car accident, b- bad car accident. 
So she survived. The, the fiance survived, but he was like really badly injured, and he was declared dead after at the at the scene in the hospital. They're like, man, this guy's toast. So he was taken to the Johannes he was taken to the Johannesburg mortuary and placed in a metal box for burial. But the problem was that he wasn't actually dead. He'd just become unconscious in the wake of the crash. So for two days and nights, he remained in the box until he awoke in a confused daze and he began to scream for help. So at least for two days, he was asleep, right? He was just asleep. Mm-hmm. But when he woke up, you know, he's just in a little box. You can't get in and out. You can't get out. So, he's, you know, like I said, he started banging. And luckily, some workers at the morgue were around and they heard him and they let him out. And, he, you know, he... He escaped, you know, I wouldn't say escaped, but he was let out and um, he was like, fuck, like, what the fuck? But the problem, with the, one of the, that wasn't the main problem was when he got, when he went back home to his fiance, mm-hmm. um, she sent him away because she thought he was a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because they tell her that he was dead? Yeah, she said, your husband, your fiance's dead. And so he showed up at the house alive and she's like, fuck you. <laughs> fucking shoots him. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> So, so she would. She didn't. She didn't accept him. I think it took a while. Never but, shoot him uh, in the head. It's the only way to yeah, get him. Yeah, I know. Shoot I know. That's the, the only way you can kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta kill the brain. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. I don't know. I was like, oh man, that's that would suck. You know, you can't even go home. Who says you can't go home again? Cypher <laughs> <laughs> William Letchy says that. And this here's this next story was kind of fucked up too. So um, this is from a woman named Mina El Huari. So this 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 lady here, um, she was talking to a guy online in Morocco. This French woman. So she was talking online to him. She met him online, and they've been you know talking for a while. She's twenty five year old, and you know the young people, and they're going and and talking about meeting up and dating and stuff. So finally, she decides I'm gonna go meet this guy. You know, we've been talking for a while. Let's go have a real first date. You know. Mm-hmm. So she arrived in in the hotel in Fez, Morocco, on May nineteenth, uh, twenty fourteen. For her date, her date with the man that she had fallen in love with online. So they were having a good time, and you know, having drinks and stuff. And she, she just collapsed on the floor in the middle of the date. She just done. And he's like, "What the fuck?" So instead of calling the cops or an ambulance, this awesome cool dickhead, um, he assumed she was dead. So he he got freaked out and he just decided to bury her in a grave in his garden, in a shallow grave. <laughs> <laughs> So the problem was she wasn't dead. She had an undiagnosed diabetic. She was an undiagnosed diabetic and uh-huh. was a diabetic coma. Oh. So he buried her alive. So a few days later, her parents got suspicious and they filed a missing persons report. And they flew to Morocco to try and find her. And the Moroccan police ended up tracking down that he had, she had went to his home. And they found his muddy clothes and used shovel before discovering his the grave that he had made for her. So he ended up confessing to the crime, and he was charged with manslaughter. But yeah, this lady, you know, this poor lady, she, he, I mean, I don't know, I don't know why he would do that unless he was planning on killing her. I mean, <laughs> I know because it's, you I mean you would call the cops? I think that's a, yeah, that's the first thing I would do is like it's, all of a sudden she just kind of she passed out. Like fuck, let's get some help. And no, this guy's like fuck it. I'm did burying he, her. Did he do anything to cause her to pass out? No, that, that, no. She she it was just a diabetic coma. So there's just like a date, and she just like falls down or whatever. She just passed out, and he freaked out. And then he just the, <laughs> the first thing he decides <laughs> to do is to bury her. Just bury her, man. He just buries her. I like. He's to, like fuck it. 
I like the height for my problem, so I just buried. Yeah, I, I know, I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I mean, that just sounds crazy. It's like that. Why would that be the first thing to come up to? Like, th- that's why I said, unless he was playing on Mar- I know, like, her, like, like, was he gonna woof her? You know, I mean, it seems like she was gonna probably if she flew there to Morocco to meet him and she was in love with him, she was probably gonna fuck him. So he probably didn't need a woof for her or anything. So I don't know what his deal was, but he <sighs> maybe he had like a. Like all the shovels and shit in the back of his car. <laughs> he was I know. Jeez. <laughs> he was all ready to take her out. And I know. Out. Oh, like, she oh. did the job for me. It's like, oh crap, I need to get the satisfaction of killing her. I know, I know, I know. This doesn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is I rude, know. lady. <laughs> I know. How dare you take away my pleasure. Take away my pleasure of a psychotic yeah. killer. What a dipshit. So... There was an, and here's another instance where I guess um, this guy was buried alive voluntarily. So, the you know, David as, Copperfield, as, yeah, <laughs> or was it David well, you Blaine? Know, <laughs> no, yeah, buried in ice, in ice, yeah, for like days. two days or something. Um, so you know, people always trying to like you know defy fate and stuff. So, um, there's I guess it's like just tutorials like on YouTube and stuff. Like if you find yourself six feet under, it can tell you how to get out. You know. Oh really? And and yeah, there's there's stuff on there about that. But in 2011, a 35 year old Russian man, he did that. But the problem is he succumbed to the tra- to the death. He succumbed to death. So was he making a YouTube video on how to do it? So hold on. So he believed he was burning himself alive for 24 hours would make him lucky for the rest of his life. So he figured okay. if I bur- if my buddy buries me for 24 hours and I survive it, I'll have luck forever. <laughs> as long as I'm alive. Where, he, where do people get this, these ideas? I don't know, man. I don't know. But with the help from his buddy, he dug a grave outside his city, and they put a makeshift coffin in. But it was complete with air piping, a single bottle of water, and a cell phone. Okay, so he wasn't totally. So, yeah, so he's prepared to try. Yeah, to he was. It, yeah. He was prepared. So once he got in the casket, his friend covered him up with nearly a, fo- a, a foot of dirt, and he just bailed. He left, all right? You know, you got to stay here for 24 hours. The man called his buddy just once to tell him that he was fine. But when the buddy came back, you know, to relieve him in the morning, his, the friend was dead. Oh, so it seems, that, it seems that an overnight rain blocked the air pipes <laughs> and, <laughs> and left the man to suffocate in his own casket. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, that's exactly. That's a shitty way to die. Yeah, like he was prepared, man. He was he wasn't he wasn't just chancing it. He had things, you know. He he had backup. He had a phone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why so, he didn't call somebody. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, charge the phone. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. God damn it, it's on two percent. You know. Well, then, like he's down in there, so he's he's probably not getting any reception. <laughs> no, 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 no. He said he called him once. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe he might have went to sleep, right? And the, and the things got plugged, man, and he, he just died in his sleep. So he he called him once, but the guy didn't answer. No, 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 no. He called him once, and he said, "Hey, I'm fine, right?" Oh, I see. Cool. Oh, the guy called the guy that was. Yeah, buried. he checked in once. Okay. Yeah, but, but you think but, he would call, you know? Yeah, I'd be like, "Call me every four hours." But I mean, it's overnight. Maybe he figured he'd sleep, right? He's got yeah. air. He's just gonna pass out. Huh. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know. But the problem is, is like, you know. Well, yeah, because if he ran out of air, he probably just, like, passed out. Like, he was. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe he fell asleep yeah, and he ran out of okay. air. And, yeah. yeah, and he just pa- and he died. But the bad thing is, uh, um, that was a trend in Russia at the time. 
So who knows how many more people like ended up dying like that? So that was that that was like a thing in Russia where the people like, that was a thing in Russia at the time. I don't know if it still is. Good luck. The, yeah, it's supposed to bring you luck, or you know, you're you're defying fate, right? You're cheating fate. Uh huh. So you know, you're, you're basically like, I'm gonna be lucky, right? Basically, you're getting it's, like all the shit out of the way. Like, okay, I, I yeah, I I got through this, so that means like everything else has to be good now. Yeah, I survived this. Huh. Right? You know, I I survived this, so. I, I should be able to be lucky. I mean, it's a superstition, I, I'm I, right. So, yeah. whether you believe it or not, it's it's up to you. It's 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 every person has their own decisions and their beliefs. I just think, man, I would have, I'd have way more backup, you know, <laughs> contingency <laughs> plans than that. Uh, I don't know. I'd, I know. I'd, I would be down there for. Uh, you'd have to pay me a shitload of money, and even then, I'd think twice about it. So this last one I'm going to tell you is about Angelo Hayes. So Angelo Hayes in 1937, he was a 19-year-old boy um, who was in Saint Quentin de Chalet in France. So he was riding his motorcycle around the village when he was suddenly thrown from his bike and tossed headfirst into a brick wall. So without any hesitation, the doctors declared him dead. He was he was he was promptly buried three days after his accident. So you know he was he was out for three days. He was dead. Mm. In the nearby town of Bordeaux, an insurance company became suspicious after realizing that Angelo's father had recently insured his life, his son's life, for twenty thousand francs. So an inspector was sent, you know, to check it out. Like, hey, man, this seems a little fishy. So the inspector had Angelo's body exhumed two days after he'd been buried, you know, just to confirm that he was dead. Right? Mm-hmm. They thought maybe the dad and the son were pulling a scam. Yeah. The problem was that he wasn't dead. When they did, when the doctor removed the death shroud, um, his body was warm and his heart was barely beating. So he was taken to a hospital, and he he endured several operations. And after like an extensive re- rehabilitation, he made a full recovery. Really? So yeah. And as it happens, the only reason he didn't die is because he was in a state of unconsciousness due to his severe head injury. So he wasn't like because like you think he'd be buried down there for that long that he would just run out of oxygen. Exactly, but because you know maybe his body was like just on low, yeah, you know, like on power save. Yeah, he wasn't taking in that. He much wasn't. Oxygen yeah, exactly. Just alive. bare minimum. And so, um, because of that, he went on to invent a security coffin with all the bells and whistles to endure survival of a premature burial. Like you were saying before, you know, he had he was putting stuff in there like to mm-hmm. yeah. help him, help you get out. That's and he ended up touring. He ended up touring around in France. He became a celebrity because of that. Oh, really? Yeah, because he made that. He invented that. Because that's, that's where the term, like, Saved by the Bell comes from, from what I've heard. Saved by the... Really? Yeah, because you would hear the, like, like they would have the coffin, right? And, like, if you were alive, you would ring... They had a little bell hooked up to it. And you'd ring, oh, really? you'd ring the bell, you know, like, okay, I'm still alive. And they would come and they would, they would, they would dig you out. Oh, really? I didn't know that. But, yeah, I guess, like, his thing had, like, his, his uh, um... His security coffin, you know, that he invented, it had, like, a thick upholstery, a food locker, a chemical <laughs> toilet, nice. a library, and a radio transmitter. <laughs> <laughs> All the bells the and whistles. radio transmitter, damn. Radio transmitter, yeah, to get a hold of somebody. Well, you might as well just live in it. Yeah, I know. I it's like everyone building those tiny houses now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Basically coffins. I know. I don't need anybody. I got everything I need in here. I, I call them living coffins. For, for yeah. Living. But yeah, because, you know, because things like this have happened and people have, have uh, you know, barely survived or not survived. You know, like I was saying, some people died. 
know, I guess it was a, I guess it was a big thing. And again, you know, some of the Haitians with voodoo, they do this on purpose, right? That's how they that's how they capture their slaves. Yeah, that's what I I remember. Now that you mentioned that movie, it took me a while to remember. But yeah, I me- that that was like a thing down there where people would. Uh... Uh, yeah, and it's it's practiced in in voodoo like quite a bit, like in Haiti. That's like big, I guess. I think that's where like the the zombie term came from. Like yeah, it came from yeah, from, yeah. Yep, exactly. So, um, yeah, man, that stuff that stuff's kind of scary. I don't um, being buried alive, like you said, it's not it's not something that anybody should endure. Well, just in kind of confined spaces. Um, some people can do it, but like I, I, I know, I, can't. I know. Yeah, I know a lot of people can't do it. Like I said, just watching some of those videos when people are like you know going in those caves that are really tight. It's like man, it just just watching that kind of scares me. Like, like I even sometimes like with the like plumbing and stuff where I have to crawl under the house. Oh, I hate doing that shit. That seems horrible. Can you imagine if 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 the fucking house just pop, you know went down? <laughs> You're all stuck you know? in your house. Yeah, that would be horrible. It's not like they can just get you out. Well, just crawling under there and all this fucking spiders all the dirt. and dirt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you don't know what the hell's oh, gonna man. crawl on the back of your neck. <laughs> <clears throat> That's horrible. Trying I know. To fix a pipe and all the spiders are crawling on your face. Oh gosh, That's so horrible. I don't like that at all. So. Uh, one last thing I was gonna say that had nothing to do with this, but I, I guess I read that um, because it's becoming a a problem. Is that um, did you read about that more than two hundred fifty people worldwide have died taking selfies? Yeah, I think I did a story on that. Yeah, man, can you believe that? A while ago. I yeah, that there was a big, a lot of them were. Uh... From October twenty eleven to November twenty seventeenth, there's been two hundred fifty nine selfie related deaths. Well, yeah, I can see it. People don't pay attention. You know, fall, yeah. off, fall off cliffs and side. Well, how about those people trying to get? Yeah, trying to get those perfect, you know, you know, pictures where they're like on the train, you know, coming at them, or, or yeah, <laughs> or like on the edge of a building, you know, they're doing do stuff like that. It's like, man, it's a lot of people. It's just, I mean, this is gonna get worse, right? Don't you think? I I can imagine more more people, just more people to get phones don't, and yeah, don't pay attention. I don't. Well, I don't know because a lot of the. A lot of people are kind of strained away from social media. I've noticed. I think it's getting started. I, I think I think older people. I don't think the young kids are. The young kids. So. This is something new. Yeah, young kids are. You know, this is this is how they get around. I was just talking with a guy at work today, and he was saying how his daughter, when she was like in middle school, um, well, she's she's gonna be in high school, but when she was in middle school, you know, up until she was like in seventh grade, she used to hang out with all her friends. Now they don't, he says they don't do that. All they do is text each other. They don't hang out with each other anymore. They just text and do social media. And he says he's got to like he what he does is he tells them like, hey, call your friends, tell them that I'm making all this food. They went some movies. They can come on over and hang out. He's like he's he's like I gotta I gotta force it. He says they don't want to do that anymore. He says when they were younger they did. He says they don't want to do that. They just want to be by themselves and text and and be on social media. That's how they communicate. I mean, we're just, and I and I said, you know, we're just basically creating a, a society of introverts. Yeah, I could see that. You know, because you know, nobody wants to. I don't want to go. You know, I don't want to go to your house. I mean, I have all my stuff here. You know, I don't want to leave my things. You know, that's what well, with technology, some good things happen. There's a lot of things that also don't. And you know, that's I think I think the kids, right? They got to go through the social media garbage first 
I mean, but even there's a lot of adults on it. Like half the time, I'm like, if I'm in a grocery store and I see like the lady in front of me on her phone, she's always on Facebook. Oh really? She's always just you know scrolling through all the feeds and shit. And I was like, oh. Yeah, I noticed whatever. if you talk to people or if you hang out with people, everyone's on their phones texting someone else. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, they're always they're always doing that, or they're checking. No, I got a mail, or I got not a mail, but a text or something. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's some people that can break it, and there's a lot of people that's all they live for. You know, first thing they do is on their phone. You know, I mean, like I said, I've even had a problem. Like, well, if I'm watching a commercial, if I'm watching something, and I go to a commercial or a boring part, I'll pull out my phone and I'll do something on there. And it's like, man, like I did, I used to deal with this stuff. Like I used to just sit through these things, or I'd get up and take a leak at this time. You know, <laughs> the commercial. Well, a lot of times I don't even watch the the channel that the station that I'm watching because I'll it's more background noise from my phone. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I said. I mean, I, I I don't know what the amount of people are, what numbers there are of people that are actually on social media, but it's got to be a lot. And again, like all these kids, that's what they're doing. It's just easier to talk. I like a lot more people feel. I think they feel a little more free and liberated talking behind a keyboard versus in real life. You know. Yeah, I can see because they just feel more comfortable. Don't have to deal with. Yeah, the, yeah, I can. Yeah, don't have to even deal with if all I have this social yeah. pressures that. No, no have them be out in society just wait till they have to get a job <laughs> then they have to deal with people yeah well that's that's all we got for today folks all right so we will see you guys next week until then uh have a good morning evening or night and stay strange all right bye bye y'all if you enjoy the show please go to itunes stitcher google play or wherever you're listening and please give us a good rating if you want to share a story or have ideas for a future episode you're welcome to visit us at www.thestrangepodcast.com we look forward to hearing from you